We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's up, guys? This is the Uncontested Podcast, covering the Oklahoma City Thunder. This podcast is ran by Jacob, Nick, Justin, Taylor, and Kamiar. Listen to future episodes on your favorite podcast streaming service like iTunes or Spotify. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating. This is Lou Dorch. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up? Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. We are part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the official podcast of BoomtownHoops.com. I am your host for the evening, the postponed Thunder Game evening, Jacob Niffen. I have Kamiar Marabian along with me tonight. Rocking I'm just living with Vida Loca. Yeah, I'm working. The, I, I I got it out of the I got it out of the dryer, and it's like really, guys. This is not a plug for the shirt, so I'm just saying it's really, really freaking soft. Like I feel like I'm on the inside of a sheep right now, but I am living La Vida Loca over here on Sunday. <laughs> Love it. We have um, Taylor Peterson along in his Kansas City Chiefs jersey. Anything is possible on any given Sunday. How about those Chiefs? Patrick Holmes oh, seems to good. hopefully be okay. I'm still heading uh, heading to Buffalo. Yeah, oh, 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 oh. Buffalo is heading yeah, to Kansas City. KC. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. My bad. And I will be in Kansas City next weekend for a wedding, so I'm pretty stoked. It'll be pretty fun around there. My uh, people. My I, I'm part concerned. of my people. My I'm, con- I'm concerned though. The, the Bills Mafia. They're pretty good this year. <laughs> Chad Henney had Taylor on the toilet for another reason this weekend. That is true. I was uh, about to poop myself there, especially when Patrick Mahomes went down. <laughs> uh, well, we are live on YouTube, on Facebook, uh, and on uh, Twitter. That's the one I was looking for. Let's say Instagram. No, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter.com uh, for the live stream tonight. And if you are not tuning into the live stream, 
We are also dropping this as a podcast. If you listen to the podcast version, what's up? Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you. As I mentioned at the start of the show, Thunder game tonight between the Thunder and the Philadelphia 76ers canceled due to contact tracing for Philly. They played against Memphis a couple of nights ago, I think on Friday night, uh, which resulted in um, some contact tracing needing to happen because it appears as though Jonas Valanciunas has tested positive. So Philly was left without enough players, uh, without the eight players that they needed to play the game tonight. So the game got postponed about an hour and a half before tip-off, got postponed after our own Nick Crane drove all the way from Dallas to Oklahoma City to cover the game. Man, I love Nick. He has such nice hair. (laughs) Nick drove three hours to find out he couldn't cover the game. So... They are uh, the game is postponed. The Thunder will not play again until I believe Tuesday night. Boo! And I forget who they play on Tuesday night. Oh, I, somebody uh, better than them. Wasn't the Clippers good? I was gonna say, the, yeah, somebody on the West Coast. It might, it might be the, it might be the Clippers. That's right. Um, hey, Melbourne, we got a guy here from Melbourne, Australia. That's awesome, man. Enjoy having a country that's doing oh, good nugs. with the pandemic. Yeah, oh, that's right. It's the Nugs, then the Clips, I think. That's okay. right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Nuggets and then Clippers, Clippers. I think Clippers, Clippers is Friday, Sunday, maybe. Yep. Yep. Um, Friday, we play Clippers at nine. Got a late night game. And then Sunday, Chelsea they play fan- at three. Chelsea is- yeah, fans yeah, Dublin says, what stuff. is it with European bigs getting COVID and affecting Thunder games? Yeah, that's a good man. point. These, but he's not French, though. <laughs> Rudy oui. Gobert. Rudy Gobert, man. So the, the Thunder play Never forget three, it. Never forget three on it. Sunday against the Clippers, and then the Chiefs and Bills games at 540. So I'm going to have a very busy uh, evening of sports. Okay, she's going to get there an afternoon. Okay, she's going to get work the next three four games. Yeah, which is going to be uh, – The it's tank gonna, is still on. You never yes, know. very much so. Well, let's recap, guys. Even though we didn't get a game tonight, let's recap – uh, the week that was. OKC played three games this week, all at home. Spurs, Lakers, Bulls. The Spurs game was close for stretches, but the Thunder kind of lost control of it out at the end. Ended up being an L. That Lakers game, uh, let's just call a spade a spade. <laughs> that was an ass beating from the word go. The Thunder uh, came yeah. out on the court, I think got down like 4-15, to 15, and it never really looked back. And then they finish off the week Friday night versus the Chicago Bulls. They got down by as many as 22, had to basically storm two comebacks, and then end up winning the game uh, in overtime. Um, I think Otto Porter Jr. had a shot for, to win the game in regulation and missed. Uh, Zach Levine had a chance to hit a shot at the end of overtime and missed. And then Shea and Dort. Uh, just cooked in that game. We'll dive into all of that. But guys, thoughts from the week that was uh, three games, two losses, one win, and a postponement. You know, I think it's I think it's pretty interesting. I think all of us expected OKC just to get drubbed by the Lakers. I don't think there's really any way around that. And then I think, though, but the Spurs game, they were missing uh, DeMar DeRozan. And I mm-hmm. thought that was a pretty winnable game because Derek White wasn't playing either. Uh, and it was it was a tight game. They put they competed very well with the Spurs, which says a lot about the Spurs needing to rebuild that team, by the way. Uh, they they need to rebuild too. Um, and, yeah, but speaking, uh, speaking of rebuilding for the Spurs, though, Keldon Johnson looks he is legit. Good. 
that good. kid, I he's watched good. him against OKC, and then I watched him on TNT in that Houston versus San Antonio game uh, the day after the trade. Mm-hmm. And he's that kid is big. He's having a really and good rack, season. He's physical. He gets to the rack. Yeah, he he gets he he's like he's not like a fantastic scorer but he'll get you like 12 7 and 5 a night he's very solid Uh, i I like his game a lot uh but the game that was is the most interesting in the game that's a win was i fell asleep and i woke up at 2 (laughs) a.m that always happens i I, I text you guys in the slack and i was i was like uh took a nap (laughs) and okc won and then I had to go back and like see everything like Shea was cooking, especially in the second half. Yeah, like it was, was like 13 to six, 16, like th- over 30 points. This man was just and like I had to go back and look for his scowl because apparently he was just not effing around with all oh, of his yeah. like that, that one part. layup where he turned and flexed it to his own the bench, bench oh. and then was like jawing and bump, bumping <laughs> his head. I was like, hell yeah, oh yeah. my you don't see that all and then I saw I saw CP3 like say some really nice things about Shea. Uh and I just was like I could not believe it. So I had to go back and watch that game after the first half to really find out how good the guys were. Shea, Lou Dort. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the game, Bays looked weird and he looked out of it. And like I went to go look at the box score. He was the lowest. I think he was like a minus 29. He was the lowest yeah. on the team. He was he bad, was bad, bad. And he, he sprained his ankle the game before. It's something we can mention, I guess, against the, uh, the Lakers. And it definitely looked like he was, uh, I don't want to say nursing it necessarily, but it looked like something wasn't right. But something with Baisley, definitely, he, he's been struggling a little bit from a comp, or not, I shouldn't even say confidence standpoint because he's still taking those shots. But um, he definitely doesn't have it going quite like he did uh, to start the season. I don't want to call it necessarily a slump, but it, like to your point, Kamiar, the past couple of games, he uh, he's really struggled to find his jumper. I mean, he's not really finishing around the rim like he was there uh, during those like those couple of points. Or, or I guess there's one game where he had 20 plus, like, uh, another where you know he's had multiple double doubles. Uh, but he's this past week wasn't the best week for Bays, and that's just part of the, the growing pains. And um, yeah, he's been very inconsistent. Calling, very inconsistent. Exactly. Um, exactly. Hey, also, I want to mention real quick, there's a bunch of people in the chat asking questions, a lot of really good questions. Uh, I see a handful of them about how the the hardened trade affects Oklahoma City. We will get there. Don't think we're skipping your questions. We will definitely get there. Someone asked about, you know, what's Shay's chances at, at making an all-star game. We actually have that in the notes tonight. <laughs> so we will get to those. I don't want you guys, you guys in the chat to think we're ignoring you. A lot of the questions that you're asking, we will get to. So, so don't worry about that. Um, guys, another theme from this week was that uh, not much Al Horford. He not sat out, Horford, that's true. he yeah. sat out the Lakers game for the uh, second night of back to back. Yeah. And then missed the Chicago game for personal reasons and was slated to miss tonight's game for personal reasons as well. We don't know any context to that, to the personal reasons. Uh, I don't think it's anything. Hopefully it's nothing too serious. Hopefully his, his family is healthy and fine and all of that. So we don't really know the context there. Um, but a lack of, of um, Al Horford recently as well, I think is, it's kind of a theme from this week. That's a good point. Um, somebody tweeted at me uh, when I was covering the uh, Friday night game and uh apparently they they saw something and i haven't seen this anywhere else but that maybe he's having a, a, a his child's birth uh, so that'd be great and awesome hopefully it's he's something pregnant like that and not yeah yeah he was pregnant uh congrats to al hey of speaking of that did you guys <laughs> we'll i think i sent it i sent it to our slack but i want to repeat it here for those uh listening to the podcast there was that story out of the athletic that for Giannis 
to try to um, um, <laughs> like as, he was trying to work on his jumper and his three yeah point to, his free his free throws yeah uh, in order throws. to like positive oh, negative uh, reinforcement over the summer he was doing free throw drills and if he missed a free throw he would make his his girlfriend or his wife run wind sprints sometimes holding, holding their, their infant child. I was like, what in the hell are you doing, Giannis? Like, who okayed this? It's like, like why is he the one doing the running? Like, I, I guess because it makes him, makes him feel – he can run and be fine, but it makes bad. him feel bad if he has to watch his wife run with their child. Uh, Man, that like, – what the hell? Man. Yeah, he got chill out. It's probably not even Greek. It's probably just him. He's weird. <laughs> Someone's, weird. Someone in the chat says it's, uh, they've heard it's Al Horford's fourth child. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's children. Well, that's good. That's, that's good news. Cool. My you man, know, needs Al- to, he needs to learn the pull-out technique. <laughs> okay, chill, chill. But I'm going to say something, and you're never going to be able to unsee it again. Are you guys oh, ready? Boy. I'm ready. Al Horford looks like handsome Squidward. <laughs> he does look I, like handsome kind of. Squidward. The chiseled, like the... Yes, the Al Horford had nose. such defined features. Like it's it's incredible. Like he looks like handsome. Very shiny. Al Horford is also thirty five and looks like he's twelve. Yes. Hey man, he can ball. Isaiah Roby. Isaiah Roby looks like he hasn't hit puberty yet. He looks like a Cabbage Patch doll. I told you guys this. He looks like a Cabbage Patch kid. Like he's got the he's got like the little youth face, but the hair's just like, like you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. Uh, All right. Awesome. Uh, so, well, let's get on to, since we didn't get a Thunder game tonight, I figured we could play a game, guys. Uh, we're going to do buying or selling. Let me go uh, with the basketball shoes. So, <laughs> hey, speaking of, the Thunder, since the game got canceled, I don't know if you guys saw this, but just scrimmage yeah, on the court tonight. That's pretty awesome. It's kind of cool. Awesome. Um, so we're going to play a game called buying and selling. So I'm going to give you guys a, a topic. I want you to tell me if you're buying it or if you're selling it. So you think of it like stocks. Like if a stock is really low, but you think it's going to spike, you buy because you buy, buy low. Thing. And then if and it's if really it's high, high and you think it's going to tank, you, you do sell. insider trading and then you yeah. sell. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like uh, Jim Inhofe at like the start stocks. of the uh, the pandemic, but we yeah, won't we won't become people. a uh, <laughs> we won't become a political podcast, people, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here we go. I've got six of them here. We're gonna go back and forth between you two. Uh, I'll give you our our stock, and you tell me if you're buying stock or selling stock. Uh, and why? And then we can kind of debate each one of them just a little bit. Not not for too awful long, but I think these are some fun ones that we can go in. Yep. Kamiar, we will start with you. I love how our chat is just full of um, people debating and theorizing on Al Horford's <laughs> wife's pregnancy. So <laughs> I dig it, man. That's I dig cool, it, man. We got you, a you come, you, you come to the uncontested live yeah. show uh, <laughs> for the pregnancy rumors. That's I'm right. into it. Kamiar, we're starting with you. Buying or selling? Lou Dort's shooting. He is 43% from three on 5.4 attempts a game this season. 43% from three. Are you buying or selling? And if so, if I bought, that meant like. If if you buy it, you think it's real and you think it's going to increase. Okay. Uh, selling would be like, ooh, the the value is really high right now, and okay. if I sell it, yeah, then okay. I'm cashing out before I, it crashes. I, I, I wasn't I wasn't sure if you were gonna say buy, and then that'd be like forty percent and above. Because if it's forty percent above, fair. I'm buying. But if it's like it, you know what I mean. 
Like, but if you're just saying 43 or in higher, then I'm going to say sell because he would regress That's back to the mean somewhere high. in the slump to like 39%, which is still a really great but shooting. But it's outside percentage. shooting in general. I, but, I think that's a good point. But yeah, if, if it's 40 and above, count me in for buying. Uh, he's going to get a lot of those corner threes. You can tell he's worked on them a lot. He has a lot of confidence. He's not afraid in shooting. Um, I'm buying that. And like, it's not like he's doing it on two attempts a game. He's doing it on like five, six shots a game, consistently mm-hmm. knocking them down down took um, 11 against chicago 11 yeah 11 and and like he's just and i love that he's given the Season green high. light to go and i i love even more that he has the confidence okay so he hasn't had a two guard since james harden and i guess uh his what his subsequent replacements temporarily kevin martin, kevin martin. That's, a, yep. that's a two that isn't just given the green light that feels comfortable to shoot uh ever since you know dre and tabo and and um who am i missing that through that they were even a three or oh, Terrence Ferguson. and fur gets yeah, right. He was supposed to play or be here tonight. They've all, they've all just like kind of cowered away from that moment. And Lou Dort, as you saw in the bubble, uh, was, is not shy of the moment. And he doesn't like, give a shit, man. He, I love he, it. he will bully you to the paint. Uh, and, um, yeah, I, I really like that. I, I'm buying if it's over 40% cause I think that's a legit thing. I I'm like it. You. Hey, here's a really fun stat for you. Uh, last season, Lou Dort played in a total of 36 games, totaled 820 minutes, made 33 pointers. This season, 12 games, 343 minutes, 28 three pointers. He's almost That's matched last year's stat. three point total. I mean, like I was- you look at it. I mean, he, he he wants to be a three and D guy first, and then expand his game out from there. Like I well, love it. I, I love it thing. when he goes off the dribble. Like don't exactly. don't count me out. I freaking love that he goes off the dribble and like. That one game, I didn't remember what which game it was. I just remember that we won. Um, that one game when he went up and under and spin off the glass. Oh, yeah, yeah, again, that was against oh, Orlando. My God, had the like, Euro are you up and under. Me? Something that like Ferg wished he had the confidence to do. Like Ferg couldn't do that, but he doesn't have the confidence to do that. And like I love that he does not care. He he is fearless, and I love that him and Shea are together doing that thing. And I'm glad they had a year under Chris Paul. Or, yeah, well, you. we talked about this earlier, um, not on the show, but but just individually. Lou Dort is what they always wanted Terrence Ferguson to be, a yep. lockdown defender who can hit threes and isn't scared of the moment. And use this as athleticism. And, mm-hmm. and to your point, Jacob, was something that you mentioned uh, over the, the past couple of weeks that I really have uh, thought was spot on, and I think we're seeing that, is, you know, we, we keep using the disclaimer of small sample size, but once you get to that 20-game-ish mark, right, like, that's a pretty decent sample size to go off of. And we're rapidly approaching that. And I think what we're seeing, like you, to your point, Kamiar, is that Lou's not afraid to shoot those shots. And not only is he not afraid to shoot those, but you mentioned the three and D aspect, Kamiar. The fact that he's taking these threes with confidence and he's making them at a high rate, it's opening the rest of his game up. And we're seeing that he's much more than just a three and D type of player. And um, and basketball's a confidence sport, is it not? And there was actually an article, um, I'm trying to remember who wrote it. I feel really bad because she did a fantastic job um, on Yahoo Sports, kind of talking about the Draymond Greenwald, how nobody wanted him originally, right? Because he was yeah. drafted so late. And then he kind of emerges onto the scene and you have these kind of players uh, who fit in that mold. And Lou Dort was one of those players she mentioned, which is a good point. Obviously, they, they kind of play different positions, but have similar roles for the teams that they're on. Um, so all that to say, Lou Dort's been super impressive. 
I mentioned this just quickly on the podcast, the, the post-game podcast I did on Saturday, but he joined KD and Russ as the only OKC players with a 20.5 rebound, five still game before turning 22. Um, I love it. He's got some special flashes. Basketball, basketball is such a confidence sport. Like you yep. need confidence to keep on playing, especially if you, especially like if you have a jumper or don't, well, I guess if you don't have a jumper, you really need confidence, but like it's a confidence sport. And like, him showing that he's a, a guy that f- was getting coached up by Chris Pollock on the phone half the damn year, right? They they they, they didn't <laughs> no, exactly right. at the same time. He's actually getting to practice with the freaking like, team. This and now he's fully with the team. <laughs> great um, and it's just he even in the bubble though he didn't it, he knew it was on him. And th- those are moments where you would have seen Ferg and Dre pass out of an obvious open shot to something that was more contested. Um, and, uh, you know, I just really appreciate that about him. And I'm and like silver says, uh, Dort's built like a football player. He's built like a freaking line. I wish his yes. arms were longer. I wish his arms were longer. That's one of the things I noticed about Dort, but, mm-hmm. uh, really seems like, okay. So he finally gets that, you know, that we talked about this previously finds feels like, okay. So he finally has that steal in the second round or after, um, that is a legit NBA player uh, instead of like stuff from the first rounds. Like it feels like yeah. the Spurs find those guys all the time. And okay, yeah. so he finally has gotten one. Yeah. Yep. And you, you know, you're talking about confidence there. And that's just the thing with Lou. Like we even saw his first call up from the blue. He had to go guard Damon CJ, you know, and that dude steps on the court every night and just thinks like, I'm going to lock you up. Like I don't give a shit. I'm gonna I'm gonna put you in the in the torture chamber, the torture chamber, the torture right? chamber. I love I'm gonna it. lock you up. I'm gonna punish you, man. Like I don't know. There's just these plays that stick out to me, like against the Bulls, where I, somebody from the Thunder got blocked in like the first quarter, and Kobe White was on a fast break, and Lou went down and rose up and just beat that shit off the glass. And I was yeah. like, man, you don't see players do that, like. This Bob kid did that out. Where why Bob? Yeah. He yeah, put that on his. Uh, he just he doesn't care. Yeah. I love it. Him and I love it. just make me want to go apply for citizenship for Canada. I mean, like, no let's shit, be man. honest. They're the best players on the team. Okay, no, Dort is not the second best player on the team. It's more probably either George or Horford. Uh, but you know, the two best young players on the team makes me want to mm-hmm. get some of that uh free health care and Canadian maple syrup. I'm into it. All right, let's move on. We, we got to get going through the rest of these. Taylor, buying or selling SGA as an all-star candidate this season. He is averaging 21.6 points, 6.2 assists, 5.3 rebounds on 51% from the field, 37% from three, 78% from the free throw line. You want to buy or sell on Shea? Oh, I'm, I'm buying all the way on Shea Gilles Alexander. And like I said, I, I know I did the uh, the post-game podcast on Saturday for this game uh, against the Chicago Bulls. I'm pulling up some highlights right now. But um, what Shea is doing, I mean, what he did on Friday, you know, we, we often talk about, you know, can Shea be a number one guy or even a 1A, 1B type of guy on a championship contender? And he's going to have to show this a little more consistently before we come to a a resolution. I think with that, especially as we get more young talent around him in the coming seasons, but all that being said, what he did on Friday against the Chicago bulls was a one, a kind of performance. And uh, what just really is, is so impressive to me. is just that confidence. And like I said, the consistency are are two things, what we saw and he's doing this on such few shot attempts, I think on um, gosh, I'm just off the top of my head, but I think on Friday night, he still only had like, 
like 21 shot attempts or something. If, if he gets that up to like 28, you know, we're talking about a, a 40 plus game from Shea. And that's not to that's not like a knock on him necessarily. He's just so good at getting others involved. But a really, uh, a, I guess a handful of stats that our good friend, five star, five star on you, uh, Reddit, almost said YouTube, on Reddit mentioned that I want to bring up. Shout out all of our, our Thunder listeners and viewers. SGA leads the league in total drives with 282. First in points on drives with 143. He's first in passes off drives with 141. He's first in assists off drives with 29. First in field goal attempts on drives with 100. And first in field, goal, field goals made uh, off drives with five, 55. Luca is second in all those besides assists. So that's uh, <laughs> that's pretty special. And what that is, what that says to me is just that he's driving to the rim with confidence. He knows there's not very many players in this league that can stop him when he's going to the rim. And the fact that he's able to do so much when driving, um, able to set up teammates, he's not just, you know, hoisting up shots or trying to draw contact and get to the free throw line. It's just really, really special. And so uh, that's just a, a very brief, quick way for me to say that I'm absolutely all in on Shea's all-star performance, but it's going to be tough with him. Um, with him being on a, 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 let's call it what it is, right? A losing team. If they continue to exceed expectations, maybe. But if they're losing games like this, they aren't going to, to. Uh, sorry, I'm messing with this video. They aren't going to, uh, yeah, I had an ad pop up. But if they're losing games like that, they, he's not, he's not going to get quite the all-star consideration as maybe a, a, another guy um, on a winning team or a playoff contending team might. So, Seems pretty First, good. Yeah, nine, uh, back to your point, Taylor. Nineteen shots on nineteen. It was not nineteen wow. shots in forty-four minutes. He's not shooting the ball much. Nineteen shots. That's he's he's making the right play every time. Right, yeah, he's not forcing the ball up. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I might buy on this one. I, I might like buy on him being an all-star this season. Man, it's tough because the West has so it's, many good players. Yeah, when you look at guards in the West, I mean, yeah, Harden's not there now. Right. So, so right. that's a positive, but you got the two up in Portland. You've got the two in Phoenix. You also got um, Depot Donovan down in, in Houston, who was, yeah, a you, you've got yeah, East. Donovan Mitchell. Um, I was thinking of Mitchell when I mentioned that, when I made that, you comment got D'Angelo Russell, you got Steph. You, do you think Schroeder might even come close now that he's a Laker? Oh, that's the Lakers. Price. I mean, well, the fan, the fan vote is part of it. So yes, that's a good point. Yes. And that's a really good point. The fan vote. So, if if Shay and Lou are getting on Wobs like Twitter, you know every single game, then you get a little more momentum. Canada, playing, we need you to come oh, through, man. You got to right. consider John Morant is back, and yeah, he looked good. That's uh, a, good point. a lot of good players, and that's not in Devin Booker, Chris Paul. Like that's not to say that he doesn't deserve any of that because it's pretty clear that he's going to be able to take his game to the next level when he needs to. Like he took a jump from last year. Uh, it's pretty clear he wants to be one of the better players to ever play uh, i think i expect him to take another jump next year whatever it may be he that he does um it's funny to think that he was the guy that from kentucky and from that draft class was like kind of like he was still a lottery guy but he definitely wasn't the odds on favorite and you look at that draft class and you look at where he is uh, and comparing him to guys like we've say jamal murray donovan mitchell like is he going to be better than them uh, is that his ceiling, whatever, uh, just, just what we've seen from the season, especially the last couple of games where he just gets on, 
uh, it's hard to think that he won't be surpassing dudes like Jamal Murray within the next two years and won't be on par with guys like Donovan Mitchell within the next year. He's what I've seen from him this year. I'm just like, it kind of solidifies what I think about him. Yeah. And when you look back at that draft class, we've, we've talked about this before. I mean, Deandre Ayton, Jaron Jackson, Jr. Luka Doncic, Trey young, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Like where, where does he go in that draft class? I, Am I wrong to say he's he's solidly at number three? It goes oh, yeah. Luca. It goes Luca Trey Shea. Luca Trey Shea bigs. or Luca, some teams would probably still go Triple J and then Shea. But regardless, Shea's top mm. four and uh, top I mean, three. Or, do we want to look at Shea? Three. Do we want to look at Shea versus Trey stats this season? Because we can do it, and one's I mean, better than the other, I, and it's not so, the guy in Atlanta. Think about this, though. <laughs> it's not the is, guy in Atlanta. Is John Morant uh, is better than Shea? Do you think? Yeah, that's really t- I think the majority of teams, if you surveyed the GMs, they would still probably take Jaw over Shea. Um, now, but in six I years, who are you taking? Exactly. That's a good question, right? Because exactly. Jaw is like... Jaw's not shooting three-pointers. And, I mean, he's just driving to the rim without... Jaw is Russell Westbrook reincarnate. Right. Except he right. has somewhat of a jumper, right? Yeah. It, well, Russ had actually a pretty decent jumper when he was younger too when his knees were younger, but it's like... True. shots, what he called it. Uh, what yeah. He said, yes, exactly. Right. So like in like six years, I feel like Shea's game is going to age so well just like Chris Paul's. Uh, because yeah, Shea's the so kind of guy that's going to play until he's 35. He's so smooth. Exactly. He's fluid. That's he stays really on the ground a lot. He lays the ball up. He's not about like doing stupid physical crap. Like, yeah. like half of his shots unimpeded are just like flip shots he just scoops it mm-hmm. right up and like he doesn't even go off glass it's just it's oh, so God. seamless it's so silky it's smooth like he's gonna figure out to stay in the league for a long time like it's he's he'll be fine he'll be a really good guard for years to come that one that he had against chicago in the fourth with the left where he turned the corner and never even palmed the ball just off the dribble oh. scooped it oh my god that's basketball porn you saw some emotion after from too. Yeah. Every All right, Kami. Oh, we're only through two buy or sells. We gotta we gotta get this ball rolling. <laughs> Kami, are you up? Buying right. or selling? Poku's defense. He's averaging four boards, half a steal, and a block in 16 minutes of action per night. So what's funny about this is that honestly, the defense of the second unit has actually been keeping the team in the games that they're supposed to lose, <laughs> yes. which is the funniest thing. But so Poku, I hate him when he's guarding athletic wings like especially dudes at three he can guard on he can he can stay on par with the fours the athletic fours but he cannot he cannot hang with the fives he cannot hang with the athletic threes i'm gonna sell on his defense i think his i think his weak side rotations are great uh but i i i'm selling on the defense he has a lot to learn his hands like it it bugs me so much because his his arms are always so low. He needs his, you know, the whole hand down, man down, bull crap. Like he needs to get his arms guarding the passing lanes. And they're just like either at his side, they're not at his sides. He doesn't look like a pillar or anything, but like he's just not there all the way. And he has a lot to learn. Um, and like, it's like, what's this video showing right now? He doesn't, he's not showing a lot of arms like until like he needs to get to right in. <laughs> and, and it's like, so yeah, exactly. Like, no, like his, but his arms are incredibly low uh, by yeah, his kind of like, hip. And, uh, so you know, like you see, but like you, you, we can say that we, cause my thing is like, Oh, they're so long, but like you look at Giannis and you look, shut up. You look at Giannis and you look at Poku like it's a nine day difference how they guard uh, guard opponents, right? Like mm-hmm. to be honest, his arms are still out there. 
Uh, and so like to, to Silver's point, he's 19. Exactly. And that's fine. He's going to grow out of it. He's probably going to be really good in the future. I agree. But as of now, coming from the Greek, the Greek G League to the NBA, I'm going to sell. I mean, he's going to get better. He's going to get stronger. He's going to put more meat on his body. He's going to get more muscular. He'll be good in time. Uh, and like he's uh, starting to make more impact on the game uh, by actually scoring, but not just scoring, but just rebounding the ball. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to sell for now, but I feel like he will take leaps uh, over the next course of the next couple of years, just like Teo Maladone will. Yeah, I think that's fair. His defense, he gets in the stat sheet. He's got good defensive IQ, I think. And like you said, good rotations. I'm his surprised lateral- he hasn't fouled more. That's my yes. thing. Yeah. Remember his, how much, lateral, his lateral quickness Steve is not fouled. Good. Remember how much yeah. he fouled? He hasn't fouled that much at all. And I'm very surprised by that because he swats every time he gets a chance. Yep. All right, Taylor, you're up. All right. Buy or sell on Darius Baisley. Uh, that stock is kind of low right now. He's at 37% from the field, two turnovers a game. He's been benched to close close games recently. Are you buying or selling on Darius Baisley? Selling, selling. I was trying to look this setup again because I mentioned it on a podcast here a couple of weeks ago when he was playing well. But I think he's had like um, the first like seven games. I think he had three double doubles um, this past week and th- these past three games. Obviously, he struggled a, a little bit or quite a bit, and then got hurt in that Lakers game. Like I mentioned at the top of the podcast. Um, so I don't really have stats for this one, but since we're trying to get through these a little quicker, uh, I am selling on Baisley struggles. I think he's going to be just fine. Now, one thing that does worry me and concern me that I think could be an issue for him as he continues to progress this season is like I mentioned his outside jumper because when he was scoring and had like a a couple of those 20 point games, those double doubles, he was finishing really well, uh, at the rim and defenses uh, weren't really preparing for him as much as I think they are now um, or scouting him as much as they are now. Now that they've, he's proven that he, I he's agree. Capable. And, and I think he's struggling with that as defenses start to key in on him a little more, kind of like th- that they did Shea last season. And so uh, with all of that, I think he is struggling. And so I, he, I mentioned this with Dort, but he needs to basically needs to get that, uh, that mid range jumper and that outside mm-hmm. shot point. Cause that's going to open up the rest of his yeah. game. I think going to kind of help him get out of this slump. Currently, currently 27% from three on the season at 4.7 attempts a game. But but again, he, he takes those shots when he's open and that's what we, that's that's what we want him to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's what we, that's what we want him to do. Uh, I think he, like you guys said, I think he's relying too much on driving to that paint and that spin move that he loves so much. Uh, you know, it's, it's 10 games in, homie. Everybody scouted that. They're going to yeah, leave it's on you the front out page. There. It's on the front they're, page of the scouting report yeah. for him. They're the going to leave you out there on the island, buddy. <laughs> and so, like, but, you know, I, I think he, just like Lou Dort, uh, Lou and Shay are both really fast learners. I mean, like, hell, Lou Dort, like, like you said, Jake, came from the G League and then started locking down Donovan Mitchell, Dame, and CJ. is like, what? Um, and so... Bays is a student of the game. He like has he's always talking up Al Horford's ear. Um, he's going to be a lot better sooner than later, I would imagine. But we said this at the beginning of the season, right? This team is young. They're going to be t- they're going to be weeks maybe where Lou Dort is bad. Where you, weeks where you think Shea maybe could be a lot better, and then weeks where they're really putting it on early on the season. Bays looked really good. Remember that? And now he's just going through a, a slump. He's young, and it's a team full of young dudes so i get it so it's yeah i'm not surprised the one thing we've talked about it on this podcast before the one thing i want to see more from bays is when he drives to the basket 
he finishes soft and low. He 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 doesn't release up high. He releases like out in front of him uh, from his chest, and he it's has like a hard time finishing. Three point shot. Yeah, I think he would finish a lot better if he was. I mean, there's times yeah. where he goes to the basket and he throws one down on somebody, and you're like, oh wow, wow, like he can do that. You don't have to dunk it every time, but be aggressive. If if Bays was aggre- as aggressive on his drive to the basket as Hami is. <clears throat> Bates' stock would rise incredibly high, right? Um, but again, he's really young too. He's got a lot of time to grow into who he's going to become. Um, okay, next one is for Kamiar. Buying or selling Mike Muscala's trade value? Oh, man. What do you, what are we putting his place in his trade value at? Or am I just like buying stock in him as a four, as a, of the 2089 teams? Yeah, the 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 latter. Are are you buying stock into him being a trade candidate that somebody will come for? Uh, that phrasing is weird. I apologize. Yeah, it's 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 a little weird. So basically, I meant the the people coming for him part, but whatever. <laughs> He's got a Mario tattoo. Yeah, hey, if he keeps uh, yeah. Super he keeps Mario uh, scoring and like he takes taking over like he did in overtime for the Thunder. Uh, if, as great as Shea's game was on Friday, he struggled in overtime. But Mike Muscala yeah. not. I mean, the man like he has been consistently there making three point shots, uh, and he really likes playing with Teo because Teo on those pick and pops gives the ball right back to him. For oh yeah, three. And true. so like I mean, and, and, who and, knows he's gonna uh, eat? And Musk is like <laughs> Musk is like, dude, I'm the vet here. I don't care. And like, if he plays really well, like he's getting a, a fat contract out of it, probably, or at least maybe a title run. Uh, so I, for his trade value, if I'm the 29 other teams, the NBA, and I need a big, I need a stretch four that I can play you know, sparingly. I'm buying that. Uh, I think he has definitely increased his trade value, just like George Hill has. I think, you know, I think Horford might be around for a year, but George Hill's played really well. Muskie has played really well. Uh, I think their trade values are both buys. Yeah, I agree. Muskie's defense has been impressive. Yeah, like it, we it, knew, it, we knew he could stroke it. Yeah, very underrated. Yeah. Nice positioning. Yeah, he's been been really, really good. Providing um, some rim protection too, which is, I mean, just a huge bonus. And I don't think something that we really expected heading into this. Oh, season. no. Oh, no. Taylor, and you get the last one. We all wish last we had one. Mike Muscala instead of Patrick Patterson. Just think about Oh, that. my God. Don't even speak that name on this podcast. <laughs> We're going to so, see him uh, like next week for two straight games. So, Does he play for the Clippers? Yeah. He still, sucks, man. Still does. He's, I don't he's know bad. He Got a hot wife, but sucks. <laughs> Taylor, buy or sell? Mark Dagnall's coaching job. I'm buying it. Um, and I mean, I'm not saying that Dagnall like is the answer to all of our problems, and he's going to lead this team to a championship once Preston gets talent around him or anything like that. But for what this season is, I think the job that he's doing has been super impressive. And the thing that I really have loved, and the, the thing that stood out the most to me. Uh, I keep mentioning this in my post and the post game pods I've been doing, but is his rotations. He's not married to a rotation. And I think the best example of that or the most recent, I should say, maybe not the best, but the most recent is Friday night. Uh, as you guys mentioned, or as you, you mentioned Jacob earlier in the podcast, going with Kendrick Williams um, over Baisley with those starters to close the game because he knew Kendrick Williams was playing the best. Baisley was struggling and he won that defense and Zach Levine and others. And so um, all of that to say, his rotations have been, have been really impressive to me. And it, it really seems like the players are buying into him, um, really think highly of him. And I, I think the the biggest 
aspect of that is, is what Shay's saying. Shay seems to, to really like him. Lou seems to really like him. Baisley seems to like him. And that's important, especially when those are kind of going to kind of be the three core guys during this rebuild. So um, the, the players rebirth is under you, man. Yeah, that's the rebirth right. Is under you. And he seems to be the, the perfect coach for that so far. So uh, I'm really excited to watch him progress, not only this season, but after, but also, like I keep mentioning, when pressing season these draft picks to bring in more young talent, how Dignall continues to help those guys progress and kind of molds us into a playoff and hopefully eventually a championship contender. I'm also a big fan of them playing the same exact style of offense and defense when the starters leave and the bench comes in exactly. uh, because like there's a fluidity there so you can pick and plug and ch- pick and choose and whatever players and they don't have to adapt to who's on the court. They just go play what they've been practicing, and I really appreciate that. And that's something you couldn't really do with a bunch of stars. You couldn't do with Russell Westbrook. God love him. Um, it's a bunch of dudes without any egos that are just trying to get better in the NBA, and the vets are just going. And I'm sure the vets are just keep on pushing about it. Just be fundamental, fundamental at the end of the day. So yeah. I appreciate the job he's done. Yeah. I love the team's mindset of growth. I mentioned this on a post game podcast a while back, but their growth mindset. That don't get too high, don't get too low. Uh, you come in each day like you're zero zero, uh, and you take something from every game. The and goal every, is to grow over time, yep. right? And and I love that mindset. And he's kind of the the focal point of that. He's the one leading that charge, and so that's really cool. I really like that. Also, I, I have to give a shout out to my dude Brett Dawson, uh, formerly of the Oklahoma and formerly of the Athletic. Uh, whenever Taylor mentioned Kenrich Williams. Uh, his nickname's Kenny Hustle, but uh, with the with the haircut, Brett Dawson referred to him as Kenny Powers, and Kenny I Powers. lost my shit. It was incredible. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's hilarious! That's, that's incredible. I didn't think about that, that Kenny effing Powers, man. Uh, One thing I wanted to talk about Shay is talk about Shay, his attitude, and how he approaches the game right now. Do you think that's the same attitude and the approach he gets to the game if he's being mentored by dudes like Kawhi and PG? No, I, I think I've I've I'm on a record of this. I think we're gonna look back five years from now and say the most impactful thing in Shay's career was spending a year with Chris. That's what I'm thinking, right? I really do. He is I really he was, do. He was already mature. He already had a mature game. And I think him having that really that was like last year was a very special year. I think a Thunder fans are gonna look back. And like, besides the title run year, I think they're going to look back as maybe this as the second or third best Thunder season they could have remembered because they defied like all the odds. They're like, oh, the Thunder's going to win 30 games. And they should have won that first round matchup. And with with Houston, I think everybody is going to look at that season with a lot of fond memories because like the expectations were low and they still almost took it the entire time. So I really appreciate that. And I really appreciate what Chris Paul's done for Shea. I mean, I don't think like, Shay with dudes like Paul George, who like freaking blames things on everybody else, and Kawhi, who's like a um, not not personable per a guy. Like he just seems very detached from social gatherings. Uh, I'm glad that he uh, got to be under the tutelage of probably the best pure point guard of all time. Yeah, maybe the best leader in the NBA. Uh, yeah, say maybe for, LeBron James. Sure. That's for sure. Um, yeah, and I mean, and we talking about coach. Shay, you know, made it a point to say how much he loves playing for Degnall the other night after a game. So yep. uh, really, really good stuff. Uh, I, I love it. All right, guys, before we take a quick trip around the association, uh, we got to have our weekly tank meter. Tank so from, meter. from full to empty, 
This is my first time on the tank meter. Ooh, Ooh. from full to empty. Where is the Oklahoma City tank currently hey. at? I'm saying, uh, let's. Well, I think last week we put it at about a quarter. We said yep. they were playing too good. The tank was running out of fuel. They were done okay. tanking and they were they were playing good. Where is it at now, Taylor? I'm at a solid seven, so I'll take some pressure okay. off Taylor. I'm at a solid seven. Seven. I was okay, so like three quarters of a tank. That's what I was going to yeah, say. Like, three quarters like six, of the way full. Like six and a half, seven. Six and a half, seven. Yeah, that's I was, kind of what I was thinking after this week. You know, obviously you had a very tank worthy game. <laughs> Silver um, says uh, three quarters. Three quarters. Nice. Hey, there we go. I, I, I think I'm with you guys also, um, especially after that Lakers game. But then you have a game like you did against Friday against the Bulls. Um, against Friday, on Friday, against the I mean, Bulls. They should have lost, let's be honest. Right, right. Yes. And the reason you win those games is because you're young guys, not because you're vets. That's right. still a, a positive thing, especially right. when you're going through a, a repositioning, rebuild year like this. So, uh, yeah, three-fourths seems pretty – three-fourths full seems pretty pretty good on the team. And, hey, good I news for I knew the it wasn't. I knew it wasn't an eight, but it was somewhere near. <laughs> yeah. Good news for the, the pro tank crowd is that Philly was supposed to play without Joel Embiid tonight. That's now true. that that game gets postponed until a later date, Philly <laughs> may be at a, at full strength and pushing for a good seed, uh, and so they'll try harder. So maybe another L for the Oklahoma City Thunder. My issue and, uh, is living in this, that, this weird conundrum. Podcast guys. Uh, yeah, oh uh, God! Oh, chill, chill, chill. Slice your throat. Oh, chill, guys, chill. Those guys have been physically or, or like emotionally like damaged by the tank. Yeah, it's it's not been good. It's not been good. I just like a lot of money. This the, the games like are an internal conflict for myself because like That's on one true. end, I'm very competitive, and I know Jake is very competitive. Virtually, <laughs> and then I imagine Taylor is also very competitive. We played sports a lot, and we both love our favorite teams. We're very competitive. It's really fun when the team can get a win, especially on the back of Shea. And, and then uh, like, they like I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I would love them to win. I would love for Shea or Dort or Bays to show out. At the same time, it's like, man, like they should really be losing this game. So like so like when when I took a nap in the middle of the game, they were losing by 20. I was like, Yeah, I'm taking a nap. Like, I'm not gonna watch this game. And then I woke up, I was like, What? We did what? Yeah, yeah, I was like, this is some bull crap. Yeah. Well, we mentioned last week that the upcoming 10 game, stri- 10, 10 game stretch would be really defining for them. Pretty brutal. Uh, they're currently brutal. one and they're currently one and two in that 10, 10 game stretch. That sounds uh, right. Yeah, so we'll so we'll see how how it continues. Update on where their picks are at. Currently, the Thunder do not control their own pick. It is pick number thirteen, and we'll go to Houston. The Thunder would get the Miami and the Houston picks, which fall at six and seven. What a weird uh, they trip. also currently do not get the Golden State pick as it is at 18th in the league. Uh, the Thunder needed at 20. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. First or worse. But hey, if, if the Thunder ended up with six and seven, that That's ain't that bad. I'm good. actually, I'm on Tankathon right now looking at it. Let's hit Sim Lottery one time. Uh, the Thunder end up, ooh, with nine and 10 when I sim the lottery that time. Their, their odds go down. Um, but if you if you guys have never been to tankathon.com, it is awesome. Oh, look here. I, I spun it another time. Thunder end up with pick two and pick eight. I don't think anyone would bitch about that. That's fun. So I'm into it. Okay. Um, well, guys, I think it's time to take a trip around the association. Like any good team, hiring the right employees for your front office is just as important as recruiting the best players for the game. That's why you need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. I don't even know where you're sitting at, but... Do you like that? Right, I, <laughs> I love it. I don't Thank know if, if our listeners are aware, but uh, some big stuff happened in the NBA this season. Not this season, this week. I mean, this season, yes, but this week. Uh, James Harden came out shit all over his teammates. Uh, that was really fun. That was fun. And then Kawhi laugh time. It's the best part of the podcast, Chelsea fan. Best part of the podcast. It's great, man. So we're going to play kind of another game here. Uh, winners and losers of the Harden trade. There's four teams that are involved in the James Harden trade. Um, we're going to look at all four of those teams. I'm going to ask each of you. Uh, I'm going to give you a team and then what they traded away and what they received. You tell me, are they a winner or are they a loser That's in the trade? Fun game. I like games. Also, before we do this, uh, I mentioned it earlier on in the show. We had some people in uh, in the chat asking about this. I want to cl- I want to clear this up and make it make it crystal clear before we dive into this because I think there's a lot of confusion on this for Thunder fans as well. And Jacob and I were right, and the athletic was wrong. Let it be. Yeah, known. you were. Look Cut at us, us go. Chip Taylor. We deserve a pay raise. We are fighting the, the the we are fighting the big journalists, and we're taking them down with the big blogger boys. Fake, fake news. news. Fake news. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. So let me give you an example. 
2025, the Thunder have a pick swap with the Houston Rockets. The Houston Rockets traded for a pick swap in 2025 with the Brooklyn Nets. The Thunder have no control over that Brooklyn pick, right? It's not that now since the Thunder had that that pick swap that they can swap with with Brooklyn or Houston. The Thunder can only swap with Houston on any of these years. So the way that works is Oklahoma City has a swap with Houston and that happens first. So let's say the Thunder end up at pick number 12 and Houston ends up at pick number eight. The Thunder are going to say, okay, we want the Houston pick at eight. Houston can have our pick at 12. Then Houston is armed with a 12 pick and they get to choose if they want to swap with Brooklyn or not. The order of operations goes Thunder Houston swap first, then the swap between Houston and Brooklyn. Just so we're clear on that, um, if anyone in the chat has any more questions about that, please drop them. It is really confusing, but basically it's an order of operations. One thing has to happen before the other. The Thunder get to swap with Houston, and then Houston, which with whichever pick they end up with in that swap, gets to make a decision on a Brooklyn swap. A little confusing. Me. It reminds me of the time when we were learning math in the order of operations. And please excuse my dear Aunt Sally was a big deal. Like, we need Mm -hmm. to please excuse my dear Aunt Sally for this situation. No shit. Hey, speaking of (laughs) speaking of uh, teaching acronyms, uh, the 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 listeners of this podcast probably know Kamiar and I are teachers. Um, Teachers love to use acronyms. Let me ask you guys: Whenever you learned Northeast Southwest, what was the acronym you got? Never eat, never eat waffles. I got never eat, never eat sour watermelon. See, I got soggy waffles as well. Yeah. I learned soggy waffles, not sour waffles. I saw watermelon. your dog on the bed, Taylor. It's cute. Oh. Good yeah, boy. Look at that dog. Oh, Such good a boy. good dog. David says, thank you for that info. Yeah, David. I mean, that's what we're here for. We were a little confused as well, but no, nah, we were right, the, Jacob. Yeah, well, we were right, but then we got told we were wrong, and so we kind of second-guessed we ourselves. <laughs> but but that is the order of operations. Um, Sour watermelon. Shredded wheat. Where the hell are you from, Chelsea fan? Nebraska. I have shredded wheat everywhere. I, I eat shredded wheat sometimes, actually. Well, no, but I've never heard the, the acronym never eat shredded wheat. That's weird. Yeah. Sour watermelon, yeah. Uh, I was, I, was uh, I, don't know. I learned soggy waffles. They might, be from, they might be from Dublin. Literally, it's in the oh, name, bro. They're Chelsea fans from Dublin. That's very there you go, from Dublin. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, um, from Ireland. We've had someone from Ireland and from Australia in here. That's pretty sweet. You know, you remember Prestige Worldwide from uh, from Step Brothers? Yeah. We're uncontested worldwide. <laughs> That's how it works. All right, call me. Are you first? Houston Rockets, yeah. winners or losers? They traded away James Harden. They get mm-hmm. back first round picks in 2022. They got two picks in 2022, 2024, mm-hmm. 2026. Swaps in 21, 23, 25, and 27. Dante Exum, Rodion's Crooks, and Victor Oladipo. Winner or loser? Houston Rockets. Sour worms. Silver, get out of here, bro. I don't know even what you know what you're talking about. You gotta be you gotta be winner here, right? I mean. They 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 get back a lot of assets that they had traded away because there were so many times we're like, oh man, they could use a George Hill. Like, oh, they don't have any assets to trade. So like now they get a lot of those assets back, which is nice. Um, and you also, I mean, like nobody gives a crap about XM, nobody gives a crap about Rodion's Kurix. This is all about 
getting Oladipo in a contract year to lock him down for longer term. So maybe you can keep him or trade him down the way. It doesn't work. Yep. Yeah, exactly. It's not only Oladipo. And I think he's he's a defensive-minded guard. His game is really, really good. It's really smooth despite the injury. I think he's going to mesh really, really well um, with uh, John Wall, with Boogie, uh, and with Christian Wood, who called Shaq a casual, which was great. Um, and but no, I think I think it's a great trade for Houston. Like they got off James Harden's badass, who was doing nothing. Like it's Definitely been like tank the Houston strip club market. It's a po- it's a poison. It's a it's a it's a toxic. It's just a very toxic organization that and James Harden was is at the middle of it. And your best players are supposed to be the ones that carry the culture. And he was the one carrying like this anti culture, making everybody unhappy. That's toxic. That's why KD and James and Kyrie are not going to win a title in Brooklyn because all three of those dudes are like basically like they want to be alpha males, but none of them have the personalities to do it. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's a win for Houston. They're glad to get off of James Harden. They're ready to start anew. They got draft picks. They have a team that can maybe make the playoffs. Um, and uh, that's it, man. Yep. No, I like it. Um, I think the verdict's a little bit out on winner or loser, depending on how those picks end up. Yep. But they did a good job of punting those as uh, to get those late ones as well. Because, I mean, who knows what happens with Brooklyn? You've got a flat earther who is not even showing up to the team. You've got maybe the most insecure superstar in NBA history. Yep. And you have a guy who just tanked the culture at his old team uh, and is a known playoff choker. Well, we're all under contract this year and next year and then have a player option. Guys who should have all in their hands when it comes to the last second. I need to talk about Ka- I need not Kawhi. I need to talk about Kai Kyrie. I almost called him Kaiwi. Dang. Kaiwi uh, or like, we get shut up. We get KD. We know he's like just he needs everybody's approval and he's always trying to prove himself for some reason. Uh like and he had it all in OKC. And so we we all understand like the whole head case that he is. Taylor, you read that winning machine book by Strauss. So you get it. Uh, like he's a total head case. That was eye opener. And yeah, it was, it was. Um, and so like we understand where he's at. And then we look at James Harden, and like clearly he's not happy. He James Harden could have won two titles back to back if Chris Paul didn't get hurt, or if he like and stuff like that. He was on the cusp of going to the title game multiple times if Chris Paul would have been healthy. And I think he wasted his last opportunity by fraying that relationship with CP3. Um, and then, but it comes to Kyrie. And I know, I know Taylor led into Kyrie a little bit the other day. And like, honestly, like I'm, I, I think about, uh, PJ three when it comes to Kyrie, I, I feel like there's something mental going on with Kyrie and something personal going on with Kyrie that like, I probably understand why he's acting the way he is. Like there has to, there's, I don't think there's not exactly right. I don't think there's not nothing going on. There's gotta be something though. And he's going to be private about it, just like kind of like a Brinus was, you know, like he was just kind of off the grid. And remember when Barry Trammell would, would called him out on it, and we were all basically all of us were like, "You're going to look like an asshole in like two weeks," and he did look like an asshole in like two weeks. It's just like there, I think there's stuff going on there that I, that kind of gives me pause for Kyrie. Yeah, um, I think the I, I agree with you to play devil's advocate with a Brinus that was very out of the ordinary and we knew something weird was going to go on what yep. had to be going on there. 
Um, with Kyrie, this seems like a pattern of behavior. You think right? so? It, it seems like he he kind of this is kind yeah, of who he's becoming. Um, I don't want to point fingers because we don't know what's going on. We're not yeah. privy to those conversations, you know. And and I don't want to be the Barry Trammell and look like an asshole in two weeks whenever, you know, something horrible happened it seems with so weird with Kyrie like- or whatever. But I mean, we saw that he was like one of the virtual fans on on their game. Uh, he yeah. went to a to a birthday party, albeit for his father, which totally understandable. Yeah, sure. Apparently, he was a, like a big party at a club. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Apparently, he was um, on some sort of virtual call for somebody running for like DA in New York City or something. So, being an activist, which is fine, right? But it's like you're also getting paid five hundred thousand dollars a game. I get it. You, you can't, you know. So it's it's. Both it's back. interesting on both sides. It's gonna once we get all the information, that'll be fascinating. Also, uh, somebody in chat, uh, I think Nate Sanders asked what you and I teach, and uh, Comer and I teach history. What a hell of a time to teach history in, oh, in the United States of America. I've been, I've been having great conversations. What about you? True. Um, so my kids haven't brought up yeah. a whole lot of stuff recently, but uh, I teach fascism in two weeks, so that's gonna. <laughs> there's gonna be some interesting Benito Mussolini comparisons oh, coming up. Yeah, okay. Taylor. The Brooklyn Nets, winners or losers? They trade away Tarian Prince, Jarrett Allen, Karis LeVert, three first-round picks, four first-round pick swaps. They get back James Harden. I mean, on paper, right, I think you have to say they're winners just because they got their guy that they wanted. And uh, I think the they, probably more than anybody, was who their superstars wanted. So, again, hindsight is always twenty twenty, And in two years, if Kevin Durant decides to stay because him and James Harden have a good relationship on and off the court and James Harden decides to stay with Brooklyn and, you know, four seasons from now, the Nets have James Harden and Kevin Durant together, regardless of Kyrie. And they've won at least one championship. Then obviously they're winners. But as it sits right now, I'm kind of going, I feel like I got to go losers. I agree. Um, if you're I giving up that, many, that much cap, that much draft capital, uh, plus your young, your young, all your depth. Your youth. So basically, yeah. all your youth. Your yeah, depth, yeah now Landry Shamit is your and bit. your future. So you're putting all of your eggs in one basket. To use the analogy I just used a little bit ago. I think the um, biggest loss for them, all those, all those Jared all Allen. personalities. So, exactly. They don't have a center right now outside of DeAndre Jordan. Um, they the do. corpse of DeAndre Jordan. But, yeah, exactly, on that one. exactly. And then, like you mentioned, Kamiar, you put all those personalities together. And it just, it could either be the perfect storm where everything blows up, kind of like it did in Houston. Um, like when Fertitta came in and Cardin's running the show, you know, that was kind of the perfect yeah. storm. And that's what led to all this, right? Um, but for Brooklyn, Man. I, I have to go with the loser just because I, I there's so many unknowns. They did this like 10 years ago. They have to play perfect. They and, did and this like 10 years ago. With the, the it Paul didn't Pierce. work out. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, it, it hurts my brain. And like, somebody brought this up earlier. Yes, thoughts go out to Karis LeVert. Man, the guy can't catch a break. That sucks, man. He's, he's such, such a good player. Dude, he's a good guy. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I the Nets, like, I think the biggest, one of the biggest exits is Jared Allen who like Cleveland got him for nothing. That was Uh, talking about a winner. Just like, (laughs) I I can't like when the nets really pulled that trade, I was like, dude, have you, did you guys not remember that you did this with a Boston guys? Like, and now you have like a a less athletic Kevin Durant because of all like the leg issues and feet issues he's had. You've got James Harden. Who's like, he's aging, but like, 
I don't, James Harden is still James Harden. Okay. Uh, and then you got Kyrie, who's still kind of that younger superstar, young, younger star. I don't think he's ever going to be. He didn't like playing with LeBron. Wanted to be the guy. But, Went to Boston. Thought he was going to be the guy. And yeah. He didn't like that. And so, it's just. I think it's a bad combination for those dudes, especially when you're going up against real teams like Giannis is a that's a great team with a great like with a great kind of like mantra. I love the Heat. I love a lot of those teams out in the East. Um, I, they're not going to make it out of the East. They, they, not this season. Not next season either. It's not going to happen. So, especially the Heat get Bradley Beal. L- let me <laughs> let me ask you guys this: If they win a title this season or next season, and then I don't care what happens after that. All three of them can leave in free agency. If they win a title, do you change it to a winner? You have to. I was going to say it's default because even, I mean, they're going to be screwed for quite a while. I, I have some some thoughts out. on Brooklyn. I'm going to save it for um, we're about done with winners and losers, and we have one more segment of the pod before we're done. I'm going to save it for then, uh, but I have some thoughts there. Yeah. Uh Kamiar, we're back to you. This one, I think, is a softball because you've already mentioned it. Cleveland trades away Dante Exum and a 2022 first-round pick they had via Milwaukee. They get back Jarrett Allen and Tarian Prince. Winners or losers? Dude, you win. They won big here. Won big. And now they have like a million bigs on the team. And I imagine they'll get rid of Caleb soon. He, they need, he needs to go. I hope they just trot out a starting lineup of Larry Nance Jr., Kevin Love, uh, JaVale McGee, um, Andre, Andre Drummond, Drummond and, and Jared, Jared Allen, Allen. but oh, God. Jared Allen alone, he's 22 for, for a first rounder would have been good enough, but yeah. they didn't just get Jared Allen for the first rounder. They basically swapped Exum and, and Torian Prince. Are you uh-huh. kidding me? And what now they have fall. a big salary that they can use to throw into big yeah. salaries and picks to throw into trades. They own all their own picks in the future. In the, in the, in, you have, Garland and and Garland, playing sex, really sex, well. Yeah, you have sex land out there. Like and Kevin Porter Jr. If he can get back, yes, they they head on straight. They're going to be set up well uh, for the next few years if they have good coaching. Like I really like what they got. Jared Allen is, is such a underrated center I mean, in the league. He matches their fun, timeline too. Yeah, right. So that's what I was going to say. Imagine a fun lineup. I'm sorry, I know we're trying to move on, but Colin Sexton. Darius Garland at the one and the two, right? You put in Kevin Porter Jr. at the three, Larry Nance at the four, and Jared Allen at the five. Talk yeah, about that's don't, a fun lineup. Don't, uh, don't forget my man Chetty Osman. Chetty. Yeah. I do like Chetty. I love, I love me some Chetty. One of only two Turks Chetty. in the league. Is that correct? Just he and, and uh, uh, I think there's more. Is there no, because – No, I don't, I, don't, I don't think there is because uh, Turgaloo has been gone for a long time. So mm-hmm. I think the, I don't there think there's any other Turks. Turks. So cool. Okay. Uh, last one, Taylor. And I think we're going to have to get into some. Uh, oh, to name, some- yes, the trade did still go through because and they found out about the physical. So they had to give them another like conditional second round pick, right? I do think they would have had the opportunity to just veto. Yeah, it was trade. up to Indiana yeah. to, to still take the trade or not. And Speaking of, it gives us they're a, hoping it's not serious. Taylor, winner or loser, the Indiana Pacers trade away Victor Oladipo, bring in Karis Levert. Maybe the hardest one. Um, That's what she uh, said. Uh, yeah. Jeez, man. That's a tough one, though. That's uh, a tough one. It is. It is. And originally, I was like, that's a major W. And would I think be, I would be, that way. Would this be a conversation, Taylor, if Depot was not coming off injury? No. Uh, well, that's a good point, too. But I was just going to say the fact that he's on a contract year and has shown 
apparently shown that he wants to be out of Indiana. Hey, right? reports out that he turned down 25 million a year extension from Indiana. I missed that. I missed yeah. that. So obviously he did. And no, no fingers. He still he, wants to he play Miami. Just let that be known. Indiana got a younger player on a better contract under contract for four exactly. more years. And then he said he also, uh, or there was a report that came out that even though he's in Houston, he's not super excited about it. Um, I mean, who he wants to, to still play Miami? Play it out, but he wants to go to Miami. So I think because of all of that, you're going to lose him for nothing, or you're going to have to trade him before the trade deadline or next summer, uh, do like a sign and trade or something. There's so many unknowns. The fact that they were able to flip him for Karis LeVert, I think is fantastic, but not nearly as much as I did originally. Obviously, when you find out about the the scary mass on Karis LeVert's kidney. And it's not just mm -hmm. that. It, it was already a little, you know, a little hesitant just because Karis LeVert has injury history. Um, mm -hmm. But you still have a winner here because of the whole Oladipo situation. Remember yeah, but, last, but if remember last have... year when we thought he broke his everything and then the, he it was fine, and then the tweet yeah, was just crisis fine. averted, Karis <laughs> averted. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I I like a young core with Karis LeVert, Demontis Sabonis, Miles Turner. Dude, Sabonis yep. has been. Eating. I'm so mad that you picked him in fantasy right before me because I, like, oh, so like, I was like, this man. dude's about to rack up so much. And then so I good. Up, ended up getting Julius Randle instead. So we both win, I suppose. Yeah. Um, all right. So before we close out the pod, guys, I wanted to, since this massive trade went down and we're on around the association, I wanted to ask um, is there anything now that we're 10 to 15 games in the season, any of your preseason predictions? Um, that you either like are, are feeling uncomfortable about or you want to double down on um, now that we have a little more information. I'm going to start with mine because okay. I mentioned a little bit earlier. I'm doubling down on my Philadelphia 76ers in the Eastern Conference. There we go. I like They've it. been playing like good. With their biggest, their, yeah, their yeah. biggest threats are Milwaukee and Brooklyn. Who the hell is going to guard Embiid? Please throw DeAndre or DeAndre Jordan on Embiid. In, in a Eastern Conference semifinals. So Embiid can score 40, 20, and, and 6 each night. I mean, they have no one who can guard that big man. I'm they feeling... They on Embiid? <laughs> they can. I mean, Embiid's going to put his ass in Katie's chest and back him under the basket. That's I think Katie right. has the height and the length, but yeah. Embiid's just going to bully him with his size. I feel good about my Philly pick. I'm patting myself on the back here. Mm. Looks good. Then you have Shake Milton... Um former Owasso Ram, like myself. Yeah. And Nick. He there is, uh, he's, he's been cooking six man of the year, uh, early candidate. He, he He's doing well. And that's been fun to watch. I'm with you there. Sean think, hates your pick Jacob. Oh, that's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll revisit it in June. There um, we go. There we but go. you guys have anything you're doubling down on or anything you're hesitant about now? I have something I'm hesitant about. Uh, I'll kind of on the flip side of yours, Jacob. I had Luka Doncic as MVP. Or in the words of uh, Michael Cage, Doncic. Look at Doncic. Look, he's been playing well and he's putting up the numbers. But the issue is, the Mavericks have not been playing well due to a variety of reasons. They've had some minor injuries and mainly mm -hmm. COVID. Right? Um, they haven't had their full rotation. But even then, when they when they did have their rotation, they still weren't winning games. Like when you have Josh Richardson, some of these other guys, and even THJ coming off the bench, it just they need a little more. And Porzingis just isn't going to be that guy. I, that's kind of my heart, my maybe my hot take. But uh, even when he comes back and he is healthy, they need something more. That's somebody to keep an eye on. Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Trade deadline. But all of that to say, I'm a little hesitant on my Luka MVP pick 
not because of his performance, but because of his team's his performance. Team. And where that's fair. No, that's that's that ties into exactly what I was gonna say. Uh, I was gonna say so like yes, I I also picked Luca for MVP, and he's been having an MB, MVP season. Like the man, God, his last game was just stupid. His last game was dumb. Did you guys see his? Was it today that passed today? On the break, yeah, oh, the double behind the back. He went oh, behind the back, dribbled, and then threw it behind the back on the. Pa- oh, oh my incredible! God. He's he, he's so good, and he he can. He's doing that six eight. He's six and, foot eight. <laughs> it's just like it's incredible. Cheat code. It's heavy. Unless <laughs> Dallas, unless they trade away, I hate to say, it, unless they trade away Chris Stapps for like a legitimate like stretch four uh, dude that's gonna play a little bit more defense, or a dude that's like a three. I don't know. Like they need Chris Stapps is not the dude. He's not the dude. Uh, it's pretty obvious that um, it's it's pretty obvious that Luke is the best player on the team, and he can do a lot better things. They're probably more of a traditional big. He can probably do a lot more things with more of a traditional wing. Um, I think they need to get the poor Zingas out of there. But uh, yeah, so that means like my pick for Dallas to be in the in the West also. Finals is totally shot. Oh. Right, it feels bad right now. Like, but like. Remember, I think I had them like six or seven. And I'm, but remember mm-hmm. this last year in the, I guess this year, last year, last year in the bubble, like they were a healthy Porzingis away from beating the Clippers in the first round. I think they can go really far if they like, if they're, if they play, if they're playing well. And they and, traded Seth Curry for Josh Richardson. Yes. And, like, and so, so like they need, maybe it's just Z- Zinger, like he needs to stay healthy and maybe needs to get in the flow of things. I know he wasn't playing for a while. And a lot of these actually pretty good teams are kind of hitting lulls unless you're the Lakers, right? Like it, like even like a lot of the good teams are 500 for the, for a minute. It's weird. Like they're all been beating up on each other. So maybe we'll see this next 10 games and it'll, it'll play out just fine. Um, I think my conference finals pick, I think in the East was Milwaukee and the Nets. And I could see that happening. I don't feel feel like it's an in jeopardy, especially with this most recent trade. You have three yeah. superstars, and then Landry Shaman and Timothy Luwawu Cabarro, uh, and that's fun. Uh, but I think the three superstars will get them to the Eastern Conference Finals, and that's it. I don't. Who, who did who did we pick for like most improved? My well, I can't remember. I I, I think, think I think yeah, a lot of people Jay, by default. Um. One, so I, I mentioned one that I'm super confident in with my Philly pick. One that I'm not confident in at all. I had the Washington Wizards making the playoffs. Me, yeah. Mm, uh, I, and I feel so, I feel so much for Russ. Like part of me was thinking, is that quad injury really worth six weeks, buddy? Or you just don't want to play for this team no more? Because like, I could, I don't, I wouldn't want to play for that team yeah. like that. I feel so bad I, for him. I, and and hey, now all no. of the league's attention shifts from James Harden over to Bradley Beal. Exactly. That's just the nature of the league, you know? Exactly. Even if they don't want to trade Beal, all the attention is facing that way now. And Beal's, exactly. oh God, Beal's catching so much, like everything from everywhere. It's like, is he going to, he wants to play his year somewhere else. Like he wants to win. And I wonder like, what if, come on memory lane with me, folks. It's not memory lane, it's adventure lane. What if, and I know this would mess up the dynamics of this of this team, but what if the Suns could also get Bradley Beal for something? Oh, hey, that's a that's a good. Po- oh man, that'd be fun. Would Plus, you would you, take, like would, you take, would you take would you take would you take dude like DeAndre Ayton and be like, listen, you're a great player, and just play somebody else at the five 
Like go get Our a random big somewhere and, and, and get Cooper. meal. They they mentioned that Kamiar. Uh, they they mentioned it, maybe you go ahead and pull the trigger before that trade value gets low. Like, you, you know what I think it would take really to get special. meal out of there. It's gonna take like DeAndre Jordan, like Mikael Bridges, and a pick. But I'm saying like, yeah. listen, you don't give up. Chris Mikhail. Paul be Yoda there. And then you have Obi-Wan right here, and you got Luke Skywalker right there. <laughs> and it just makes too much sense, man. Uh good. like that would be really fun. I mean, I already like the I already like the this Phoenix team. They would be yep. even more fun to watch with Chris Paul mentoring Devin Booker and having Brad Beal. Brad Beal's still relatively young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's one I can double down on. I had uh, the Suns potentially being a top four team. Uh, they're a, fun. A, they're, they're fun. And they're playing well. They're they're beating good teams. And uh, I think once Chris Paul gets a little more comfortable and starts scoring a little more, taking over in the clutch, uh, like he did last season, they're going to be great. Now, another one I'll go go ahead and double down on is I said that somebody other than during our bets podcast, somebody other than uh, Lamelo Ball or or um, I think I said James Wiseman would be rookie of the year. And Tyrese Halliburton. My man. Sun, or sorry, gosh, of the sons of the Kings. He's looking fantastic. My man, he's been cooking. He's been very good. He's been V good. <laughs> I like him a lot. Um, last thought, and then we'll get out of here. Utah Jazz. Kind of surprising. Second best team in the league right now. At least second good, best right here. You, you They've been really playing really well. I had them at like sixth in the in the uh-huh. West. They'll regress back to the means, man. Like Mike Conley will regress back to means, but think about this. They took an earlier exit from the bubble. Um, I'm sure Denver uh, is like, they look jet lagged. Like they spent so much time in the bubble. They got there earlier and Utah really, they didn't change any fundamental parts of their team. Right. Yeah. They're pretty much, I mean, they, and, and they got everybody healthy back. Right. Like, Oyan is back. Your six man uh, Jordan Clarkson Jacob is looking pretty solid. Like they they just they're just running it back, and so like they have that continuity there and that fluidity. Whereas Denver, like it, it doesn't seem like they've lost many people, but a lot of a lot. I like I look at they their games because yeah. of league pass. I'm watching like these Denver games, and like they talk about what they miss in Jeremy Grant frequently. Uh, Denver's struggling, so yeah. it's it's interesting. And Jamal Murray has not been the Jamal Murray from the bubble. Yep. I'm I'm very I've been very disappointed, but I'm sure he'll pick dude. You've seen him turn on though. Like yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough to look at it's tough to look at his talent because during the middle of last year, when we were still playing, uh when Oklahoma City was still playing anyways, we're like, oh, is uh is Shea better than uh Jamal Murray? And like we were like, uh oh, maybe kinda ish. It's he's close. And then, he, and then he goes in the bubble and just goes freaking nuts. And we're like, no, nah, mm-hmm. he's not there yet, dog. And but then like he regresses back to like what whatever he's doing now and Shea's playing way better than him and he's the guy. Shea is the guy on his team when he has Jokic. Yeah, right. He doesn't yeah. have all these other dudes. And mm-hmm. so it's just like I it's I'm sure it'll all regress back to the means, but I know Shea definitely is taking a, a leap. But definitely. yeah, man. But Utah's been very, very special. Uh and like and props to uh Donovan Mitchell for for uh calling out Lou Dort and saying like how good of a damn defender he is how hard hey, that's how you, that's how you get defensive player of the year votes that's baby awesome, man. when you get right. other people talking all right guys thank you so much for checking out the podcast if you joined us live tonight shout out to you we love interacting with you guys in the chat let's keep it up we'll be back next sunday same time 9 p.m make plans to join us we'll be on facebook 
on Twitter. Uh, a lot of people have been tuning in on YouTube. So subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can watch us live there Sundays at nine. Also, Taylor's been dropping highlight videos that you will want to watch. So subscribe to the YouTube channel for those. And Taylor and I are about to start working on a little something special for the YouTube channel as well. So be ready for that. If you listen to the podcast version of this, we appreciate the hell out of you. Thank you so much. Do us a favor. Go drop a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. That would, mean the world, that would mean the world to us. We've had a lot more Absolutely. pop up recently. Yeah. And it, yeah, it makes us really happy. We all get super stoked whenever we get one. So, And it helps yeah. more people see the pod. Yeah, more people find us. Uh, we will be back with you guys uh, for every post game this week, starting on Tuesday night against who is it, the Denver Nuggets? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Denver Nuggets. Okay, there we go. Starting with the Denver Nuggets Tuesday night. So be on the lookout for that. You guys have a great beginning of your week. Please stay healthy, stay safe, wear that mask. We'll talk with you soon. And as always, thunder up. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.